All right, good morning, everyone. Let's get started. Uh, so, quick recap from last week. We were going into the halachas of Talmud Torah. First, we went into the halachas of Kvias Itim Latorah, uh, that a person is required to set uh, a certain amount of time out of his day, every day. Uh, in order to learn Torah, we discussed when the best time to do that is after Shacharis. Um, and then we got a little bit into, we skipped to Shulchan Arach Yoradeya, Simen Reish Mem Vav. Where there the Shulchan Aruch goes into all the laws that, um, that pertain to learning Torah. Uh, and we discussed in some of the first halachos uh, was when a person, also being Kovea Itima Torah. Then we got into um, should a person get married first or should he learn Torah first? And we said there's two shikulim, that two uh, parts that need to come into balance over here. That on the one hand there's a mitzvah of Puru starting a family. Uh, and getting married, uh, and also that once a person gets married, then he has much less taiva that can distract him from learning. Uh, but on the other hand, when a person gets married, he's got a, he's got a wife to take care of, uh, and he's at the mercy of uh, whenever his wife gives him that call, I need you home, there's a cockroach, or whatever it is. Uh, so there's a, a lot more time that's going to be sucked out of your day, and now you have new priorities that you're going to have to balance with your learning, so if a person doesn't learn uh, and have uh, set time just to learn before he gets married, so then when is he ever going to you know, have that time to fully give himself uh, into his learning and to uh, fully gain the knowledge that he needs in Torah? Uh, so we have these two shikulim. So which one comes first? Uh, so the Gemara says in Kedushin that a person should first learn Torah, then marry a woman. But he said that that's only... Uh, if, um, and it says because uh, it's like Rechayim uh, Al-Tzavarai, that it's like a, a grinding mill on, on, your, <laughs> on your neck once a person gets married, right? Yeah, Yasek Vatera first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as a bitmia, like uh, as a question. Like when you have a grinding mill on your neck, you're going to really be Yasek in Torah. Meaning there's always going to be that 20% of your mind that's going to be back uh, focused back on home or your wife or whatever tier dose that you have. Uh, and now you have a lot more responsibility and pressure as well to, to make money for the family. Uh, it's, you know, you can't just live uh, the bachelor life and, you know, some uh, rundown apartment, everything a mess. Now everything needs to be more orderly. Uh, so it's a lot more pressure, responsibilities that a person has. Uh, so that, that's why it's like Rechaim B'Tzavarai. Um, however, says the Gemara that if, if, if it's EF Shalom, meaning that a person has, uh, there's a, a, a person's at that stage in life, a lot of taiva, uh, and he needs to, he feels like he needs to get married, and because of that, it's going to distract him from his learning. So then it says, first get married, and then, um, and then learn Torah. And we said that even nowadays in the yeshivas, different Rosh Yeshiva will give different suggestions um, to, to their Bahram. Uh, every Rosh Hashiva generally has like a specific age that they're going for. Uh, and then they'll also um, slide the scale depending on the specific Bachar. Uh, so some Bachar will be more mature. They're ready to get married faster. Um, and some Bachar, okay, like he needs to settle down uh, and that'll help his learning. Uh, and you do find certain people who once they get married... Uh, when they're in kolal stage of life, uh, they are able to focus just as well as when they were bachram, sometimes even better. They just feel more settled um, and more, uh, more rooted. 
So it, it really depends on the Bacham. Everybody should ask their, their own, uh, their, their own Morihara. Um, but those are kind of the two approaches on whether a person should get married early or not. Learn Torah, just focus on Torah, or get married so that you can be more settled. It's always a shikul between those two things. Hashem never makes it easy for us. Um, and, uh, and that's the, the second, uh, uh, second seif in Reish Mem Vav, uh, where it talks about getting married versus learning. Uh, now we move on to the third and fourth seif. The third one we also mentioned uh, pretty quickly, uh, which is that a person is obligated to learn all the way until he, until he dies. So his entire life, there's never like, oh, I reached the age of 60 or 80, now I'm done. Uh, or I finished my uni years, right? I'm done with the learning mode, now I'm only in practice mode. Um, so when it comes to Tyra, it's like a lifelong journey, right? It's not just the, it's not like any of the secular studies or anything else where you, you learn it. Okay, I have enough knowledge. Now I'm ready to, uh, to, to just practice it. Uh, I don't need to learn more. Torah, a person always needs to be growing, learning, uh, and osik in Torah. Uh, and that's learned from the, from the Pasuk of Pen Yasuru Milvavcha Koyeme Chayecha. That the Torah should not be removed from your heart all the days of your life. And we know that naturally we forget, right? If we're not constantly on top of it, uh, we're eventually going to forget that knowledge. The Torah doesn't want us to ever forget that knowledge. Uh, and therefore, we have to continue learning throughout our entire lifetimes. Vakulzman, says the Shulchanach, anytime a person's not Osik Torah, he's naturally going to forget. Uh, that's the natural mode where we let go of, uh, of our memories that we're, not, uh, that we're not constantly reminded of. What the Shulchan Aruch says in Eben Ezer, he says, I'll just read it fast in Hebrew. But Mitzvah Kol Adam Shisa Isha Ben Yud Cheso Matim Mitzvah Ben Yud Gimel Mitzvah Min Amuchar. So he says to get married at 18. If you get married from 13, that's the best. Aval Koydim Yud Gimel Lo Yisa. You shouldn't get married before Bar Mitzvah. Ushum Inyan Lo Yavor Miyuchav Shana. And under no circumstances should you pass the age of 20 below Isha. Umisha Avroy Alav Chav Shana Ve'Ena Rotelisha. And if someone Past twenty, doesn't want to get married. Based in Kofman also, the based in forces him. Lisa clearly claims it's the pure Virga. Um, so then it says, "Miu im osek v'tarach ba misyar v'sutrakita yishlo yitrach mizorosav yisbatim v'torah muta lisachem." So he says, only like if you're learning and like if you're gonna le- get married, you're gonna have to stop learning. Then you then you can't. But it seems so. Whatever. So yeah. That's what he yeah. seems to be actually going a lot younger than what we do. Yeah. Uh, so it was a lot younger, but people also matured quicker then. They had more responsibilities from a younger age. And, and life was more difficult, right? They didn't live this uh, life of luxury where their parents are taking care of all their needs and they have laundry done for them and everything else. Uh, so that's another factor that comes into play, where if a, a kid is too immature at the point that he gets married, uh, that can create a rift in the marriage early. Uh, so that's like another thing that also, like, is he mature enough uh, to, to get married responsibly? So uh, another factor. But the, from, from the Gemara, it's a person should get married latest 20. Um, ben Esrim Lechopa. Uh, so, yeah, that's another thing that will come into play. Um, okay. Uh, and now, now we get up to the, the four sif in Shulchan Arach. And this is what a person should learn. Uh, we already touched a little bit on what a person should learn. Um, in previously when we got into Kviyas Itamatara, uh, here the Shulchan Aruch has uh, a little bit of a different approach. 
Um, and he says, Chayv Adam l'shalish limuda. A person is obligated to split his his learning into three parts. Shlish b'Torah shebechsav. One third should go into Torah shebechsav. So Torah b'shebechsav will be Torah neviim k'suvim. He has a little bit of a different approach here in the Pesachim Uchuvos that he holds Torah shebechsav is any like down to earth learning. Uh, where you're, you're learning, it's straightforward, you don't need to look at Rishonim and compare it to other mm-hmm. cases that are similar. Uh, it's not what's called like Lumdus or Drushos or anything like that. Just straightforward learning. You're learning the Psukim or you're learning what it says. Psukim and Chuvas. It's the son-in-law of the Pisgah Chuvas, uh, I believe. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Um, so, <clears throat> so, so one third should go into Torah Shebechsav, written Torah, simple, straightforward Torah. Uh, and, and the Shulchan Aruch says, the Hainu Arba Ve'esrim, the 24 books of the Torah, uh, of Tanakh, sorry. Uh, and then Shlish Mishnah. then one third goes into Mishnah. Uh, now Mishnah is Torah Shebaal Peh, uh, but it's straightforward also. You're not, uh, not getting into Joshua's Chakiros, etc. The Hainu Torah Shebaal Peh. Uh, so one third should go into the Torah Shabbat Peh. Upirish Torah Shabbat Bichlal Zeh Shlish B'Talmud. Sorry, Upirish Torah Shabbat Bichlal Zeh. Torah Shabbat is also included in this. And then Shlish B'Talmud, one third should go into Talmud, uh, which is going to be what we call Gemara type learning. Uh, that you're understanding one thing from another. Um, comparing it to other similar cases, viyoti davar mitoch davar, and you're learning one thing out of another thing, viyidme davar le davar, and you're comparing it to other similar cases, viyadun bemidashatar nidrashas bahem, and you're using uh, the 13 principles that the Torah is nidrashas bahem, achiyeda heyach ikar hamitzvos, and you're getting to the depths of what the mitzvah is all about, viheyach yotia asar vamutar, and how you can come out lamaisa. Aser or Mutter, the Kayota Bezeh, Devarm Shalamad, Mipia Shmua, and also things that you heard Mipia Shmua, which other Rabbanim say, and other um, Tanoim or Poskim, Ketzer Haya Bal Umnus, the Osepemlakto Gimel Oh, so now he gives an example of how to split your time. Ketzer, how do you do this? Haya Bal Umnus, so if you're a person who, who works for a living, and you work three hours a day on your malacha. So they, uh, they had a lower, uh, lower amount of hours back then. It wasn't nine to five. A uh, person could get away with just three hours of work. Vitesh uh, batara, and he learns nine hours a day. So what should he do? Korah gimel mehem batara. Three hours he should set aside for learning Torah Shabbat the uh, Gimel Torah Shabbat Peh, three for Torah Shabbat Peh, which he includes in Mishnayas. The Gimel Yavin Davar Mitoch Davar, and three hours he should learn. Uh, he should spend uh, on this type of uh, deeper um, lumdus type of learning, um, learning one thing from another, which we consider Gemara learning. Um, uh, and says the Shulchan Aruch that that's only at the beginning when a person's starting off his learning journey, so he should split it into three parts. But once a person gets a little bit older, and then he doesn't need to learn as much, meaning that he already has the knowledge uh, pretty well. So then, so then he should... 
set aside a certain amount of time for Torah Shabbat uh, but it could be much less. So now it's just going to be retention. Uh, so retention, you need much less time than learning it for the first time. Uh, so once a person already feels like he has a, a good feel for Torah so then he can lower that amount of time um, it, it just, just enough in order to retain it so that he doesn't forget it. Um, and then he should spend most of his time in Talmud, in learning Gemara. Uh, according to expanse of his heart uh, and uh, his calmness of mind, uh, he should put in as much time as he can into Talmud, into learning Gemara. Uh, and that type of learning. It's anything that's included in that type of learning, learning one thing from another. Yeah. Where does halacha fall in those categories? So he, he holds that halacha would be in the Torah She'bichsav category. It's impossible. So that's Mishnah. If anything, that's Mishnah. Meaning yeah. In the, in the old days, you had Torah She'bichsav. Then you had Mishnah, which was like the halachas, but you didn't really understand what they are. And then Torah Shabbat is the Gemara is to kind of explain the Mishnah, which is the Halakha. Yeah. Where does he get that from? Who, what's his source? What's the yeah, yeah, it's a Chiddush. Um, but he's bringing it from uh, when he was going into that. Um, yeah. Uh, his whole mahalach is more of a chiddush. Uh, I saw a different mahalach, which was uh, kipshuta. Yeah, that. And where did, would he categorize halacha? Because we had the mishnah Bura, right? When we went through the mishnah Bura, he put uh, halacha that that's what we need lamaisa, right? And if you have limited amount of time, uh, so then the first thing a person should do is psak halacha. Uh, even here, when he's when he's talking about when the shulchan is talking about uh, gemara type learning. Uh, he says that it, he, has to, he should get to the mutter ve'aser, right? Meaning you should get to the bottom line, but through the whole process of like really understanding it, where it's coming from, comparing it to other cases, uh, what we'd call iun learning, right? In-depth learning. Um, and I mean, I hear, what, I hear what Alex is saying, like to consider it Mishnah, right? Mishnah is uh, like a written halacha uh, almost of, uh, from the Tanaim. Uh, without explaining where they're coming from and comparing it to other cases and uh, Mishnah this from that, uh, so Mishnah I guess would be considered like the uh, the Pashat learning. Uh, so we saw from the Mishnah Bura that a person has to know how to act like a Jew, and that comes almost before anything else, right? So if a person only has very limited amount of time, uh, then uh, the Mishnah Bura said halacha should come first. Uh, over here, though, he's saying he's talking about a person has a specific amount. How should he split up his time? Uh, so he's saying a third should go to Torah Shabbat Mishnah, and then Gemara type learning. Um, Gemara type learning gets a person more uh, thinking about it, uh, and it can make a deeper roshim, like a, um, have a deeper effect on a person. It's also called like the Shashua of a Torah, like Hashem's. Uh, it's how Hashem plays, like uh, it's Hashem's game, so to speak, because uh, you're, you're delving into the mind of Hashem and how he thinks um, and how we're meant to come out. And like the more a person wraps his, uh, his every single brain cell uh, around learning and chakiras and trying to figure out uh, what the MS is, uh, so the, the more he's able to align like every brain cell with Hashem, pretty much. 
Uh, and that's, that's something very powerful. That's why the yeshivas put so much emphasis on Gemara. Uh, and there's obviously a big complaint on the other side that, oh, they're only focusing on Gemara. What happened to Tanakh? What happened to, to Halacha? Um, that's a, a big complaint that people often get. Um, and I mean, the, ba the other side of that, and the Rosh Yeshivas and in Eastern Europe, why they put so much focus on Gemara uh, is because, um, because to give a clear message, you have to like pump one thing over everything else. Uh, and the yeshivas pump Talmud Torah Kanege Kulam, uh, and specifically really being the ayin, getting into the depth. Yeah. Uh, the, um, with with um, Iyun. What? Yeah, Gemara Be'iyun. Uh, and, and so they put a lot of focus on Gemara Be'iyun. Uh, and when you give a clear message, it's almost, it, it almost becomes that lafuke everything else. But when you ask... Like, the people who, who rip on yeshivas and are like, oh, they don't learn halacha or tanakh or anything else. It's only gemara all day. Uh, so if you ask, who's machshev uh, halacha more than anybody else? Right? It's the bachar min yeshiva. Who's machshev tanakh more than anybody else? Bachar min yeshiva. Right? So in Echanami, maybe they don't have you know, as much time to learn tanakh and halacha, uh, but they put such an emphasis on the learning and the process of learning uh, and getting to the to the aimic of what it's all about, uh, that that brings the chashivas for everything else along with it. Um, so that's uh, it's very successful, like their their system um, in being mashiv Torah and people going into full time learning. I mean, if you compare uh, the Eastern European type yeshivas to all other yeshivas. Uh, how many of them stay in full-time learning and kolel and our machshev Torah and our koveya itim once they go out into work? Uh, the people who go to these yeshiva systems, uh, the percentages are so much higher uh, than, than any other, uh, despite the fact that you know, they're not spending as much time in, uh, in Musr, Halacha, Tanakh, and other, other limudim. Uh, so we see that it's very, it's very effective, this, this approach of, of going deep and spending a lot of time in it. Um, and that's why the, the yeshiva systems put so much focus on it. Um, we, we also see over here um, that uh, once a person does feel like he has enough knowledge, uh, then he should, he should spend most of his focus on Gemara. Uh, so the Eastern Euro European yeshivas hold, yes, we should put most of our focus on Gemara. Um, sometimes they, they, they almost expect for the Bachram to have coming with some kind of prior uh, good knowledge in Tanakh and uh, in Halacha as well. Um, it's becoming more and more common for yeshivas to now have more of a Halacha Seder and a Tanakh Seder. Um, not necessarily Nach so much. What? They expect you to do it on your own. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And they expect you to do it on your own. Own after night Seder. Um, yeah. So sometimes they know, though, that the Bachram aren't going to really be, and it, it's not taken as seriously, the Halacha Seder, the Nach Seder. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, yeah, if a, if a Bachar feels like they should do it, then they should do it on their own. Yeah. Does anybody speak about how much time you should spend on learning things like Kabbalah and Zohar and all of that? Yeah. As opposed to all the other things you said? Uh, so it, it, it's in the end of the Ramah. Uh, I'll, I'll quote to you the end over here. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so he says over here, um, uh, so he gets into what about the deeper secrets of the Torah. 
A person shouldn't get involved in the deeper secrets of Torah until he's full already of Basar V'yayin. Then you can get to dessert, pretty much is what he's saying. Uh, and that's first you have to know what's Asr, Mutter, uh, the dinam of the mitzvahs. You have to know the basics of, of how to behave like a Jew. And then you can get into the, the fancy stuff, like the, uh, the deeper secrets of Torah. Um, there are certain, uh, specifically more in the Hasidish and uh, Sephardic circles, uh, they hold that, uh, that, that Zohar uh, is Matara, a person, and that a person should learn it uh, even necessarily before he knows everything else. They do say that it shouldn't come at expense of your other learning. It should be like an addition uh, to your other learning, but if it's, it shouldn't be at expense of your other learning. Uh, but there are certain uh, walks of life that are mashiv uh, learning Zohar. Generally in the Litvish worlds, they, they, don't, uh, they don't learn Zohar from a young age or it's not uh, necessarily focused on. Uh, except for like when a person gets to a certain stage, you find a lot of gedolim that they're bikiim and uh, in in Zohar, but they won't admit it openly. But they'll quote it left and right. Um, <laughs> what? Even like Rav Chaim Velazhner, like he quotes like <laughs> quoting, he for sure knew it by heart and Nefesh uh, Chaim and stuff. Like yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so in the Litvish circles, it's not uh, as looked upon, um, as well looked upon. But uh, in the Hasidish, Sephardic circles, they do put a, a big focus on, on learning Kabbalah and Zohar, and they consider that like one of the Ikarim. Here he's saying to get in, once you know like the, the basics, then get into Kabbalah and it'll fit uh, more into the picture. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Um, and the Olam HaYeshivas also, they, they generally split between Iyun and Bikiyas. Uh, so where Bikiyas is going to be generally um, gaining knowledge in, in Torah, uh, it's specifically in Gemara. Uh, and then Bikiyun is where you go in depth. So they generally have one Seder, one Seder, one Seder is just Bikiyun, and then one Seder is Bikiyas. Uh, so but Ian, you're going in depth and like really looking at every single Rishon, why he says what he says, uh, comparing it to other places in Shas, Poskim, Tosvos, asking a question from another Gemara elsewhere. Uh, and then Bikiyas, you're more trying to get the, the Shakla Vitaria, uh, just the back and forth. Um, sometimes even get into the Halakha Lamaisa, what the Shulchanar comes out. Um, and they'll generally split their time between those two Starim. Uh, that was popularized, uh, the, uh, many of the achronim, right? That if a person's learning Gemara, they should split it into these two types. The Chida writes that. Um, uh, the Shlah HaKadosh also writes that a person should split. Uh, so these are already like early achronim. Uh, and then that also, that, that's kind of what the yeshiva systems have adopted, to do one bikiyas, one bi'iyun. Um, and then anything else they do in short, uh, short starim. So, so many yeshivas will have a short Musr Seder, short Halacha Seder, uh, and then at nighttime they'll do a general Chazara over everything that they, they learned that day. Uh, and that's kind of how, how things evolved into what the yeshivas are learning now. Um, and just the, the Ramah over here says, uh, So there's also this opinion of the Ramah. So the Ramah was even more pro-learning Gemara than the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch said that a person should split his time into three, and only once he knows, uh, once he knows, he has a good, firm grasp 
on Tanakh, on, uh, on Mikra and Mishnah, then he can spend more of his day on Gemara than he does on Mikra and Mishnah. Um, and it, and it, can, uh, the Gemara can become the focus. The Ramado says that Talmud Bavli, show, Talmud Bavli will include Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara. When a person learns Talmud Bavli, so then he's learning about the Psukim, uh, and he's darshaning them, uh, and he's learning the Mishnayas as well, that comes along, and then he's getting into the Gemara. So he says, Adam Yotze Yedei Chavase Bishvil Hakol. That when a person learns Gemara, he's, uh, he's getting the full totality, because he's getting the Psukim. Uh, he, we see that he holds, you should look back at the Psukim, where the Makor is, where the source is, for everything that you learn. Uh, so you're getting the Psukim, then you're getting the Mishnah, then you're getting the Gemara, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, and therefore the Ramah holds that a person could put uh, the majority of his focus on Gemara. Uh, and the Ramah therefore says that a person should just put his focus on Mikra, Mishnah, Gemara, Poskim. So he adds in this uh, Poskim as a separate category as opposed to part of one of the other ones um, that come after them. And through that, a person's Kona, Olam Hazev, Olam Ushar Chachmos, Umikol Makom Mutter Lilmad, Akrai Bishar Chachmos. Uh, and then he goes into um, uh, uh, something else, but I just want to take a uh, pause here, that there is another factor that also comes in, and that's a person playing into his motivation. Right? If a person knows that, uh, especially nowadays where we have so many other things to do, uh, it's not like we come home at the end of the day and uh, we have, we're just sitting on the couch. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's TV and the news and calls and... Uh, right? There's so many different things, buying shopping online that you can do, right? you can be in 20 stores within 10 minutes. Uh, so there's so many things vying for our attention. Uh, it's more important now more than ever to, to feel motivated for the learning that you, that you want to do uh, and to take a chrayas for it as well. Uh, and therefore it should also come into play, particularly nowadays and if you're, if you're not in like a, a system uh, of yeshiva. So personally, uh, when I, uh, already when I was learning in Chicago, then I moved to Portland, Oregon, uh, Denver, Colorado. Many of these places didn't have kolalim, uh, so I would have to learn by myself in an empty room. Much more difficult when there's no particular lima that everybody's learning or shear going on. Uh, so it became a, like more and more difficult for me to learn uh, anything and uh, to, to follow some kind of structure. Uh, so therefore, when I asked my, my rebbeim, what should I be doing? Uh, they seem to lean more and more like you have to really find what you're motivated to do uh, and that's really going to grab your attention, focus, and like really going to get you involved. Uh, so nowadays more than ever, especially li living in Sydney, where unfortunately we don't have yet uh, like a full-time kolel where you can go and plug into some kind of structure. Uh, so it's more important to find what you're really passionate about knowing uh, and then to, uh, to dive into those, those subjects. So it, a person should play now more than ever into what he's motivated to learn uh, in order to ensure that he gets the maximum learning possible and that also he's going to take ownership over that learning. It's like something, I, it, something that you want to know. I want to be kone it. Uh, I want to know it in its totality. I want to chazer it and I want to retain it. Uh, so when a person is motivated to learn a specific thing, even though it might not be, let's say it's not Gemara, right? And it's not uh, one-third, one-third, one-third. Uh, but now a person might have to play a little bit more into his motivations. He has to know what works uh, for him as well. Uh, so that's another uh, something else. So ideally, one-third, 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 uh, or you can follow the Ramah 
and do majority Gemara, because uh, through that you're getting all, all the three different categories. Um, that's the ideal of the Shulchan Aruch and Ramah. However, a person also needs to take into account uh, that his motivation might go one way or another, and he might be, oh, I want to learn this specific area of halacha, uh, or I want to do um, dafa shavua, or I want to do, um, what does Ari Levi run, the halachas? Smichas uh, Chaver. Smichas Chaver, or something like that. So then, in that case, that should probably take precedence over learning Gemara, because you know that that's what you're motivated for. Um, and if you would focus your time just on learning Gemara, because you don't have a structure, it might be more difficult. Uh, so a person should follow what he has a structure, what he has a passion, what he has motivation. Everybody has to know themselves and what's going what's gonna to work for them as well. Um, Any of the points you bring out, like Duff, not Duff, you're in particular, but doing it like a, a set thing every day, because that's probably one of the most successful type of things, is that if you're following the whole world, Duff, Yoni, Tanakh, Yoni, Mishnaburu, Yoni, you're like, you're on this like uh, conveyor belt that like it's you know yeah you yeah keep jumping back on if you kind of miss yeah a day if you miss a day and it's a discipline it's, yeah 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 I mean that was Rav Shapiro's thing uh, that that he introduced that yeah, I was just thinking about you see Chazal did it Chazal made us read the parsha every week so now everyone's on the same parsha yeah so one guy's doing this one and one guy's doing that one yeah so you find it for Mikra but not for not for Gemara. Uh, in a sense, it's like when, when Rav Shapiro came up with it, it's like, what do you mean everybody learns at different paces? How can you expect everybody to follow along? And it's very quick to, right, plowing through Gemara at that kind of pace. Uh, so it seems like a wild idea. And it was turned down when he brought it in front of conventions of uh, Rabbanim. Uh, many Rabbanim turned it until finally it was adopted and it became such a widespread thing. Uh, and it's amazing now, right? You can go to Antwerp, Belgium, or... <laughs> well, yeah, you got this. <laughs> that was enough. Uh, so, yeah, and it is. It, it, it mamish works, like, when, when you're following along. And as soon as you fall off the train, um, then you see how much less learning you end up doing. Uh, I was doing Dafyomi for quite a while. I did two years. Um, but I needed a little bit of a slower pace because uh, I had other limudim also that I was trying to juggle. Uh, and I wasn't able to finish it within the hour, 20 minutes that I allotted in the morning. So unfortunately, eventually I fell off. Uh, and then I, once you fall off, you're like, you, you don't feel that sense of achrayas. And now when I'm on vacation, you know, I'm not taking an hour and a half out of and waking up very early to make sure I get my dafin. Uh, so it's very important also, like that's the, the of and you have a specific amount and there's shiurim that you can listen to. So you kind of feel that, that structure similar to what you get in a, in a yeshiva environment, uh, which is why dafyomi is, is such a powerful thing. I mean, A, you're tapping into Gemara postgame, you're getting a wide uh, knowledge of learning, uh, and you have some kind of structure that, that continues you forward. Um, okay, and we'll just finish off the if here, and next week we'll get into woman learning Torah, which is a packed, <laughs> packed topic. Uh, a matter of much debate. I'll bring all the different post game and what they say, and hopefully we'll we'll be able to come out with the different mahalchem, um, and different groups hold different things. Uh, so we'll we'll definitely get into that. It'll be juicy next week. When we call Malcolm, he finishes off the Ramah. Mutar lilmad ba'akrai b'shar chachmas uvilvad shelo yiu sifrei minim. So now he goes into what about learning. Uh, psychology and maths and science and uh, arithmetic. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's part of maths. 
But philosophy, yeah, philosophy as well. Uh, so he says that, yes, a person can learn Shachachmos, but not Sufre Minim. Uh, so most philosophy books would, would not be permitted. Um, and the Sifrei Minim really bleeds into a lot of science as well, because uh, you're taking it from, from their approach. Uh, but he says that a person can learn the Shachachmos, but it can't be Sifrei Minim. Uh, and he says, Huh. Is this quoted wrong? Okay, well, we'll, we'll put that in its own category. Uh, but, but basically, a person is permitted to learn outside uh, knowledge, particularly if he needs it. It shouldn't come off of his learning time. It shouldn't be the focus of, of what he's doing. Um, but if a person feels like they, they can gain from that knowledge, uh, so then it would be appropriate to, to read those books as long as it's not coming off of his normal time and it's not Sifri Minim and the, the ideas aren't Keneged uh, Torah. Uh, so if a person does want to read self-help books and they feel like it's going to get him more productive um, and if he reads Power of Habits, uh, then he is uh, going to be able to develop better habits, use his time better, um, as long as that's not the, it's not the Iker, it's not the focus of his life. Uh, then it would be permitted. Uh, so as a bathroom book or you know, something where it can, it can be a tafel, uh, secondary to the main thing in his life, with the, which is Torah and Avodah Hashem, uh, so then it might be appropriate for a person to, to read those books if he feels like he needs them. The Ramah is saying that that's not Asr, um, and this is going where a person should spend this time learning. right? So a person might think, oh, if I learn outside books, then... Uh, maybe that's not loyamushu um, that a person should not stop learning all day. Um, but the, the outside books, they're they're okay. Uh, he doesn't say mitzvah to, to read them or anything like that, uh, as long as they don't contain sifrei minim. But they shouldn't be the focus of a person's life. Um, and I, so again, it should be only if a person feels like he can really gain uh, from them, or if he needs them for business. Uh, or anything else, uh, and as well, only if they're not contradictory to, to Torah ideas. Uh, so that's how we'll finish off. Shkoyah.